Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, November 1st, when we celebrate a high feast day, a holy day within our Catholic faith, uh, the Feast of All Saints. Wherever you are, whenever you listen to this, I wish you God's love and God's life and God's grace and God's nearness today. Uh, the nearness that one experiences in the midst of community, in the midst of a holy community, when you know that you are part of something larger, right? And, and isn't that kind of what we talk about when we talk about the saints, um, at least on, on some level? And we'll get more into that here in a little bit. So, brothers and sisters, hope you had a wonderful weekend. Um, we are going to, obviously, today being a feast day and a high feast day, a holy day, uh, we go off of uh, our usual reading schedule, so we are going to step away from Luke today. I suspect, and I, I didn't look, but I suspect that will be the case tomorrow as well, because, you know, today we, uh, we speak about all saints. Tomorrow is the Feast of All Souls, which is a very Catholic feast, and I oh, love that one too. These are both so hopeful, brothers and sisters, and I hope that, well, <laughs> no pun intended, sorry. I hope... <laughs> that we are able to sit in that hope today, really, and just sit with it and soak it in um, as to what the mercy of God and the invitation of God uh, and our yes to God can and does look like and how good our God is in the midst of that. So, all that said, we are going to read a very familiar gospel passage. Matthew, we're going back to the Sermon on the Mount, to the start of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12a. Now, when you say, Joe, what on earth does 12a mean? It means, verses, verse 12, most likely has two or three sentences in it. And we are only going to read the first sentence in it. Had we read, read, uh, let's say it had three sentences in it, and we read the first two, it would go through Matthew 12b. That's how that works. But uh, we are going Matthew chapter 5, verse 1 through 12a. So let's break open God's word together, my friends. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. My friends, 
the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, I don't know if you're like me. I've heard this reading so many times. I can almost let it just kind of wash off of me like water off the back of a duck, right? You know, that's an image I don't use very often. But, um, but oh, when you can just sit with it, you know, and say, isn't, isn't that what sanctity looks like? And really, okay, so let's talk a little bit about the Feast of All Saints. Now, uh, kind of a puzzle uh, about where its origins start. And, uh, and when it came to be a, a feast within uh, the Western Church, and when I say the Western Church, I mean the, the Latin Church, the Roman Church, that's the, the Catholic Church, and ultimately uh, the, uh, the other churches that spring out of that. The Eastern Church, and when I say that, I mean the, the Orthodox and Byzantine churches, they celebrate it more in the spring. And, uh, and it started, at least it's believed, in maybe the fourth-ish century uh, as a feast for martyrs, which makes sense, right? Uh, as, uh, you know, the, the persecutions of the, the early Roman emperors uh, kind of decimated much of that early Christian community. And so when they finally, in the fourth century, were able to go above ground rather than below ground uh, after um, Constantine, Constantine's um, Edict of Milan, in 313, you know, they, they kind of came above ground then that they were okay to be an established church. And one of the first feasts that they would um, honor would be those who were martyred for the faith in the first 300 years of, uh, of the church. But beyond that, you know, it's, it's not known when and why, November and, and all those things. And, and really, again, part of, part of, I think, what we have to wrestle with today, brothers and sisters, is what do we think of when we think of the saints? Do we think of, I mean, goodness sakes, we went through that, uh, you know, the, the feast, the, the, the season of feasts, as I trademarked it earlier about a month ago, right? When we just one day after another, after another, some of the heavy hitters, you know, that we had Francis of Assisi and we had Therese of Lisieux and we had St. Jerome and we had uh, Teresa of Avila and we had, you know, John Paul II, and all these. I'm like, man, you're not hitting a single or double with any of those. I mean, those are going over the fence. I mean, that's an amazing array of some of the greatest women and men in the church. Is that what we think of? Because that's part of it. There's no doubt about that. Um, but that process that we think of today as formal canonization within the church. That only started about 500 years ago. It's relatively, <laughs> and I use that term, relatively, relatively new within the church. This, this feast day today, my friends, doesn't just celebrate them, although it does. It does. It celebrates those whom we knew and continue to know in our life who are sanctified who carry that essence of, of God's holiness and God's life within them. And I'll use that phrase I've often used here, right? We know it when we see it. We know it when we see it. Brothers and sisters, one does not have to go through the process of, of the Roman church 
to be a saint. In fact, Paul would argue against that. Paul called the holy ones uh, who are currently alive with him in the churches, the, the followers of Jesus, the saints, the sanctified, as they said, the holy ones. And, 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 and brothers and sisters, we are all called to be saints. Every one of us are called to be saints. And I suspect every one of us knows um, people in our lives who are very saintly. You know, I think of, of my mother. I, and, and, and listen, my mother was not perfect. Any, anyone who knew my mother <laughs> would know that. But my goodness, was she holy uh, and was she good. Um, and, and I suspect one may think, you may think of your grandmothers or your grandparents, your grandfathers. Uh, maybe you think of your fathers. Maybe you think of, of, of priests or nuns when you were uh, young and, and just how, how they served or, or the beauty with which they served or, or you know, um, neighbors or, or people, you know, within, uh, I'll even say within our church, within our faith communities growing up or even now or within our neighborhoods growing up. You know, there's something about them that, and I, and I call, I talked earlier about that importance of community, that, that saints were not these indep- independent people, even Francis. Let's look at perhaps one of the greatest people in the history of our world. And, uh, and he just, you know, left everybody, everything behind. But yet people saw it and gathered around him, and he helped form and create this community and, and that community still exists today, 800 years later, doing good in our world. That, brothers and sisters, to, to be a holy one, to be sanctified, to be a saint, is not about simply me and God and look at my purity and look at my goodness. Because in a sense, I'd say that's the opposite. Because then it comes about me. And that separates from God if it's about me, or if it separates from community. Because we find our essence within God and within community. My uh, friend and, uh, and such a formative pastor for me in my life, and, and a saintly man, by the way, Father Roger Schmidt, he used to say that all the time, now Benedictine, and, and so it comes right directly from that community, but salvation is realized in community, our sanctity and our holiness. We see it around us. We see it when two plus two equals five, right? And, and a group of people come together with their foibles and with their imperfections, um, but with their desire for God and with the, their gifts and how that community can do more than possibly could be expected because of how, uh, just who is there and how they, they give of themselves for the greater good, for the greater good of the larger. And that's what we're about today, brothers and sisters. You know, it's no accident that, uh, that the church chose Matthew's Beatitudes today one of the most gorgeous scriptures in all of, of, of the Bible, right? Passages in all the Bible. So Jesus went up the mountain to pray, and after he sat down, you know, he saw the crowds. He saw who they were. He saw how they were. His disciples came to him. 
brothers and sisters, that's that's what we have to do. If if we are going to be those saints that we're invited to be, and on that process of, of sainthood, of sanctified, of being divinized, to use the Eastern term, um, we have to come to God. We cannot do that on our own. There is absolutely no way. How can we be filled with sanctity, the essence of God, without God? Of course we have to come to him. That's, that's the, very, the, the, the very foundation of this reading. His disciples came to him. And then he taught them. And what did he say? What did he say that sanctity looked like, brothers and sisters? It doesn't look like what the world thinks it looks like. It doesn't look like power. It doesn't look like prestige. It doesn't look like wealth. It doesn't look like fame. None of those. None of those are considered in here. And do you know what other virtue, quote unquote, I'm putting that in air quotes because it's not a virtue, brothers and sisters. Do you know what else is not in these Beatitudes? Blessed are the perfect. You may look at it and say, I am not a candidate for sanctity. I am not a candidate for sainthood. Why? Because I know myself and I know all those dark corners of my being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do too. I don't know yours. I know mine. I know mine. And they are so ugly. And they are so, those roots are so deep. And I just can't seem to shake them. But do, do you know what I know? I know Jesus sees me. Just like it says here, Jesus saw the crowds. He sees us at our essence, and he allows us to come to him. And he says, this is what sanctity looks like. Blessed are the poor in spirit, who know, by the way, who know that they're not perfect, who know the the sharp edges that they carry, who know the dark corners of their being, and, and grieve over that. Blessed are you. Blessed are you who mourn who mourn that, who are able to mourn with others in their hurt and their despair and in their sorrow and in their loneliness. Blessed are you if you're able to accompany that. And blessed are you when you're able to mourn your own stuff, your own stuff that's going on here, your own lack of sanctity. Blessed are you. Because it, again, it it doesn't glorify our lack of sanctity. It mourns it. Blessed are the meek, not the powerful. Blessed are those who, who are humble and, again, who know who they are and who know who they're not. Blessed are the clean of heart. Um, it doesn't mean the perfect of heart. It means clean before God, who allow God to see everything that's in there. Blessed are the merciful, those who are able to show mercy to others in their imperfections and where they are right now. Blessed are those who make peace in the midst of the imperfect world and bring together, not divide. And blessed are those who are persecuted and, and, and insulted. Rejoice. Rejoice. <laughs> that just It doesn't make sense, does it? But rejoice. Why? Because your reward will be great in heaven. Brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the church triumphant. Tomorrow we'll celebrate the church suffering. But today it's the church triumphant. But that triumphant isn't just for those whose sanctity I don't think I can reach. It's for those whose sanctity we see now and we have seen in our life. I want to read this reading to you. 
And, and so I'm going to read a bit from the first reading, a bit from the second reading, and this one's from the second reading. And it's just a, it's just a piece of it, but I just want you to, to hold it today because it's so good. It says this, it's from 1 John. Beloved, he says, we are God's children now. See what love the Father has bestowed on us. This is where it starts. See what love the Father has bestowed on us that we may be called the children of God. Brothers and sisters, see what love the Father bestowed on us that you and I are children. Beloved, we are God's children now. How do you love your children? Do you love them in who they are or do you love them only to a standard that you put them to? And if you are able on our good days to love them in the midst of who they are, in the midst of their wheat and their weeds, then praise God for that, because you know what? That's how God loves us, too. (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. That we're able to see who they are, and we, we love them no less in that, right? We are God's children, but do you believe that? that you are God's child, and do you believe God can look on you like that? I want you to ponder and just hold today how you look on your children. Does it change when they don't do everything you hope they do or want to do or I tell them to do? Does your love change? I want you to, to then turn that coin and say, now I'm child. What does that love of God look like for me? And just sit in that goodness. And here's the other hopeful verse I'm going to leave you with. And it's from Revelation. It's the first reading. And it's John, you know, uh, having a vision. And he says, After this I had a vision of a great multitude, which no one could count, from every nation and race and people and tongue. And they all stood before the throne and before the Lamb. No one could count. It's, it's an incredible multitude from everywhere. Brothers and sisters, let that give you hope. We are not perfect, but that's not a beatitude. We are invited to sanctity. Let's weep and mourn over those areas of our life which are not sanctified, but let us give them to God today, right now, and invite that presence into that place. And do you know what? You're never going to get rid of it. No, 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 I don't want to be a person of of, not hope. There are areas the Holy Spirit can and will clean up within us, and I'm not wise enough to know what those are. But I know this. If perfection is what we seek, then, then I think we're following a false God. We seek sanctity. We seek holiness in the midst of who we are, because that's who the saints were. St. Jerome had an incredible temper, right? We talked about it. Um, Francis of Assisi said, uh, of all the sinners in the world, he was the greatest. brothers and sisters let's make sure we do not follow a false god but follow the correct one and that is the one the only one who can sanctify us and love us in the midst of who we are so we can come together in community to serve that community to love our god and love one another and make it better in the midst of it this day celebrates not only those who are already in the kingdom triumphant. It celebrates the saints here and now, as Paul would call us. It celebrates the famous and the obscure. May we find ourselves in their midst.
Let's pray. And so we begin, brothers and sisters, today uh, on the luminous mysteries. And so let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first luminous mystery, the baptism of Jesus. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. All you holy men and women, pray for us. God's peace today, my friends, on this feast, which celebrates very much, in a sense, those who have gone before us and those in our midst and celebrates us as children of God. God's peace.